We are beginning the next Masechta, beginning a new Seder, Seder Nazikin, Maseches Baba Kama. Uh, just as a matter of introduction, there are opinions uh, going back to the Amoroim, Rabbi Yosef, who learns that really Nazikin is both the name of the Seder, one of the Shisha Sidra Mishnah, but there also used to be a Maseches, used to be called Maseches Nazikin, and that contained in it Baba Kama, Baba Matia, and Baba Basra, which makes it well over 400 block. That one, Masechta, it's over 30 prok, 30 prokim of Mishnayas. So what they did was they broke that one Masechta into three. And they called it Baba Kama, the first gate, Baba Matia, the middle gate, Baba Basra, the third gate. But that, you're going to see the terminology in the Gemara used a number of times, that Kula Nazikin Chada Masechasi. That the entire Nazikin is one Masech, it refers to the three Babas that used to be at one point in time a one long Masechta that was divided into three. So we're going to be doing the first gate, which is Baba Kama, which uh, introduces us primarily to the liabilities uh, that, that a person incurs when he or his property or something that he created causes damage. That's what we're going to be dealing with. The laws of damages, the liability that one incurs for these damages. So let's begin the new Maseches with the uh, Mishnah on Beis Amadal. Arba Avos Nazikin. That there are four primary categories of damages. And Rashi says that these are following the order as they are listed in the Torah. Hashor, the ox. Habor, a, a, a pit, someone who dugs a, digs a hole in the ground and somebody else falls in. Hamave, Mave is going to be debated in the Gemara as to what exactly is the damage of Mave referring to. But either way, it's either referring to, we'll see a person or an animal, it's talking about a living creature. Okay. Hahever, Hever is fire. That's using the Pasuk, the, the Lushan of the Pasuk. Uh, that, that it's a, a fire that consumes. It's, it's, it's fire. Somebody made a fire. So these are four categories, primary categories of damages that are listed in the Torah. Now what the Mishnah, as explained by Rashi, is coming to do is explaining why was it necessary to write all four of these categories? Why could one not have been derived from the other using a Mamatsino, a Binyanav. So obviously they must be unique that without the Torah specifying this particular category of damages, I would not have been able to derive this one from the other one. So let's start. Lohare Hashor, the characteristics of the first category of Shor are Kahare Hamave, are not the same as Mave. Again, what Mave is, we said we're going to discuss the Gemara. Right? They are not similar enough that one can be learned from the other. There are unique qualities that each one possesses that one could not be derived from the other. Now, the Mishnah does not uh, elaborate on what the unique qualities are of Shor and Mave. The Gemara will get to it. And the two of them together, which is category number one with category number three, so Shor and 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 Mave are not are, are are not similar because they are to 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 H. We're going to see that H, which is category number 
therefore, that is distinct and could not be derived from category number one and number three. Are similar because at least they are dealing with Ruachim, with something that has life force, that needs a greater level of Shmira, and therefore you would think a greater level of liability. Like the fire, which is not a living force. Below and all three of them. The number, category number one of Shor, category number three of Mave, and category number four of Eish are not similar to category number two of Bor. Why? Shadark and Lelech Lahazik, because they travel to the damage. They are, whether it's Shor or Mave, which are living things, or Eish, they, the, 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 the injured party doesn't come to them. They go to fire travels to the inj- to the to the damages abor, which is unlike the case of the bor which a bor doesn't travel to cause the damage but the damaged party falls into the bor so therefore you would not be able to learn out bor from the combination of shor mave and hever right but the Tzadah Shava between all four of them, when you put them all in the Torah and you list them all, what's the Tzadah Shava? What's the common denominator? Shadark and Lahazik, that they have predisposition to cause damage. Shmirasun Alecha, and therefore the owner or the one responsible for these uh, items has a responsibility to protect them from damaging. And when they do damage, the obligation is on the damager to pay uh, damages. If he's going to use land, he has to use the best, the highest quality of his land. So instead of giving uh, five acres of uh, poor quality worth a thousand dollars, he would have to give a, uh, a half an acre that is worth the same amount of thousand dollars. If you're going to use land, you have to use meitava aris. So basically, what the Mishnah has told us is listed the four main categories that are in the Torah in the order that they're listed in the Torah. It's given us the reasons that one could not learn one from the other, and it says the, the cumulative effect of all four is that anything that is darkalahazik something that is, there is a predisposition for damage to occur with these items. The person has liability to watch them and if they do damage and you want to use land you have to pay with meta va'aret, you have to pay with the, the highest quality of your property. You Known as idiots? Idiots is the name for it as well, correct. It's not, like, it's not. Uh, it's not the behold, it's not. Like it's an expression. All right. Uh, now, the Gemara points out that the fact that we're defining m- primary categories using the notion of avos, avos is like the father, implies that if there's a father, then what? There also has to be toldos. There has to be derivative subcategories that fall under the primary categories because otherwise you don't have to identify them as primary categories. So Midiktani Avos, the fact that the Mishnah, the Tana refers to them as Avos Nazikin, Mechlau, we can infer to Ika Toldos that they're also subcategories that fall under the primary categories. What we want to know is there are other areas in Halacha where we find the concept of Avos and Toldos. 
primary categories and subcategories. In some of them, the subcategories, the toldos, take on the same laws as the avos. There's really no difference in distinction between avos and toldos in terms of the impact and why then is one called an av, one called a tolda, we'll discuss. In some areas of halacha, there is a clear distinction between what the din of the av is as to, as to what the din of the tolda, of the subcategory. We want to know when it comes to the laws of nazikin, the avos, avos nazikin, is there a, is the, 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 the toldos the same liability as the avos? Or is there a difference between the level of liability on the toldos as uh, uh, vis-a-vis what the liability of the avos would be. That's what we're going to be defining now. So let's see. Midiktani avos, from the fact that we refer, the Tana refers to the four categories as avos, Michal, we can infer the Ika told us that there are subcategories. So if so, told the same Kiyotzvan, we want to know, are the toldos similar to the avos in, in, in Ezekiel? Or love Kiyotzvan, or they're not similar? Now, Shabbos, let's see where we find that they are similar. In the laws of Shabbos, we learned in the Mishnah, Abbas Malachos, Arboim Chaser Achas, that there are literally 40 minus 1, but 39 Av Malachos, right? And, uh, and the same diuk is made there. The fact that the Tana refers to Avos Melochos, Mechlawi infer the Ikatoldos, that there are subcategories as well. So, for example, planting a seed is an Av Melocho of Zareya. Watering the seed is a Tolda of Zareya because you're facilitating the, grow, the growing process. So one is an Av and one's a Tolda. Now, in, by Shabbos, the Toldosayin is Kiyotzebahen. By Shabbos, the laws that the, the Toldos really have the same halachic uh, impact as the Avos. Right? Loshna Av Chatas, Loshna Tolda Chatas. By the Avos Melochos, if you do it inadvertently, you do it, you forgot today was Shabbos, so you did not know that this was a Shabbos, so the halach is you have to bring a korban Chatas. You have to bring a Chatas, so it makes no difference whether what you forgot and made the mistake in doing was an Av, or what you made a mistake, or what you did was a Tolda. So whether you planted the seed or you watered the seed, in either case, you're going to have to bring a korban Chatas. And if you do it bemazed on purpose, and there is Hasra and there's warning, the Av is going to be high of Skila. And there's no difference. The Tolda also is going to be high of Skila. So So if in fact there is uh, a, a, a really no clear distinction between an Av and a Tolda and these are not listed in the Torah. Right? So you can't say, well, those that are listed in the Torah are called Avas, the ones that aren't listed in the Torah are called Tolda, because none of them really are listed in the Torah. So then what's the difference whether you define something as being an Av by the Malach of Shabbos or you define it by being a told? And we see the Torah went out, I mean the Chachamim went out of its way to say that there are 39 Avos, the rest are called Toldos. They all have the same Malach, Legabe Korban Chatas or Legabe Skila. So one is going to say like this, Legabe Skila there's no difference because the person can only get stoned, uh, he can only get killed one time. But Legabe by the chatas, by the carbon, there is a difference. Because if a person, let's say a person forgot today's Shabbos. He wakes up, he thinks it's Sunday morning. Right? 
And in that state of awareness, no one warned him or no one notified him or he didn't see a calendar and forget again or whatever it is. He does a bunch of malachas. So the chorah for each malacha that he does is going to have to be bring a specific carbon for the separate malachas that he does. What happens if he does... So if he does five different av malachas, he has to bring five different... Uh, Korban Chattas. What if he did five different toldos that were toldos of different avos? He'd also have to bring five different Korban Chattas. However, if he did an av and a tolda in the same state of an awareness, an unawareness, without realizing that today was Shabbos, so where you're already going to be bringing the carbon for the av... You don't have to bring another carbon if it was the same state of unawareness for the tolda of the av. So that's why it makes a difference to know what's called the av and what's called the tolda because there is a halachic implication of how many carbonas you'd have to bring where you did both the av and the tolda in that same event, in that same state of unawareness. So when it says nafkamina, there is a difference because the ilu avichte avos behadi If you did two avos together, together means in the same helam, in the same state of not knowing that today was Shabbos or not knowing that they're both that they're prohibited or you did two separate toldos uh, together so then you're going to be on each one of those particular uh, uh, acts that you did for each one you're going to be chai but if you did an av with its particular tolda you're not going to be chayev only one because if you bring already for the av you, it, it, it counts it grandfathers in the tolda too it covers you for the tolda as well so basically we've, and we've, we've shown an example we still the primary re, uh, question we're dealing with is we want to know by Nazikin is there a difference between the Av Nazikin and the tolda that's what we're doing but we showed that by Shabbos primarily pretty much what happens the din of the Av is like the din of the tolda and the only reason one's called an Av and one's called a tolda is because there is a nuance or a subtlety of where it makes a difference where you did the Av and the tolda you only have one carbon or two now what about Rebbe Liezer? Because he doesn't agree with that difference. He holds that even if you did, you planted the seed and you watered the seed, you're going to be high of two korbanas. So why is one called an av and what makes one called a tolda? So my karile av and my karile tolda. So So we learn out. Where do we learn the Lama Tesmalachas from? From because the the the, the psukim that starts saying about that you have to keep Shabbos is juxtaposed is right next to the building of the Mishkan. So therefore, those uh, those uh, activities that were the labors that were critical to the building of the Mishkan, so the Havib Mishkan Chashiva that were critical in the building of Mishkan, Karile Av. That's just, it's, it's a question of just definition. The Lama Tez Malachas were the critical Malachas that were there for building the Mishkan. Right? But those Malachas that were not critical or primary in the building of the Mishkan, so they're not called Av, those are the ones that are called Toldos. Correlate Toldos. So basically, according to Rav, Rabbi Eliezer, there is no halachic distinction really between what's an av malacha, what's a tolda malacha. It's just a definition distinction. Why do you get called an av? 
because those were the 39 malachas in building the Mishkan. Those that were not critical in building the Mishkan, those are just referred to as told us. They're Oster, and the same halachas apply, but that's just a question of, of classification or categorization as opposed to actual halachic or de- definitive distinction. So, But bottom line is that Legabe Shabbos, though, we see that the Av and the told us are very similar. Where do we see cases where Avos and Toldos are not the same? So that's the Gabe Tumah. That Gabe Tumah Tanan, concerning the laws of Tumah, we learn, Avos Atumah, what Tumahs, what types of impurities are considered Avos Atumah? So the Sheriffs, the dead Sheriffs, there's eight uh, types of species that are listed in the Torah. That if a person viol- uh, uh, comes into contact with the carcass of these eight, it transmits tumor. Now there, they, they are on the level of an ava tumor, and if a person touches them, he becomes a rishon. So the av is the actual sheretz itself, and the tolda of the av is the rishon. That's the person who comes into contact with it. All right, shechvazera is another case. The actual shechvazera, the actual semen, is an ava tumor. Person who comes into contact with the Shechvazera, he becomes a Rishon Latuma. Tame Mace. Tame Mace, that's the person who touches a dead body. The dead body itself is called Navi Avosatuma. That's like even higher. Avi Avosatuma is even higher. The person who touches it is an Avatuma. He's an Av. And anything that he touches, we'll see what he touches, will become a Rishon goes down a level to a Rishon Latuma. So told us say, and in those cases, there is a clear difference between the capacity of the Av to the capacity of the Tolda to the Rishon, right? His Lav Kiyotzebahen, they're not the same. Why aren't they the same? Te'ilu Av Metame Adam Akalim. An Avatuma, whether it is the Sheret, the Shechvazera, or the person who touched the dead body, or Avatuma, they can transmit their Tuma to Adam, to another human being, or to vessels. So an Adam, they can, one Adam touches another Adam, one Adam touches Kalim, the, or the, the, uh, in the case of Mace, or in the case of the Sheret, or in the case of the Shechvazera, they can be Matama, Adam, and Kalim at the Av level. Right? The Ilu Toldos, but if they're at the, the, the Rishon level, the Rishon is the Tolda of the Av, it's all, the only thing that a Rishon can be Matama is Ochlin Amashkin, is food and liquids. Food and liquids can become Tomei from a Rishon. But metame, but adam v'kelim. But if something is already at the level of a rishon, which is the tolda, it does not have the intensity or the capacity to transmit tuma to another adam or to kelim. But adam v'kelim lo metame. So basically, what we've shown a contrast that there are certain cases where an av is considered to be like the tolda, which is which cases Shabbos. And in certain cases where the Av is not considered to be like the Tolda, which are the cases of Tumah. But the one wants to know, Hachamai, but by Nezokin we want to know, do we say that the Avos that are listed and the derivatives, the Toldos that are learned from them, they share the same level of liability, intensity of liability, or maybe there's a drop-off that the Toldos do not have the same liability level as the Avos. That is what we want to know. But Hachamai, what's the din over here? So Amar of Papa says it depends. There are some toldos by the Nazikin that are similar to the Avos, and there are some toldos by the Nazikin 
which are not similar to the others. And we're going to go through by process of elimination to identify what was Rav Papa meaning that some of the us are like the others, some of them are not like the others. So let's start. Now, this is basically now the next page. We're going to be dealing with where do we say by Nazik the Toldos are like the others, and where do we say by Nazik the Toldos are not like the others. So we start with the following brisa. Tan Rabbonin, Gimel Avos Nemru Bashor. In the category of Shor, there are three Avos. We'll see how it reads back into our Mishnah. But under Shor, if you look in the Torah, there are three categories of damages that are caused by the Shor. And each one of those are its own distinct Av. What are they? Hakeren, those which are caused by the horn. Hashen, that is what's caused by the animal consuming, eating something, which is shane, which is tooth. Vaharegel, and we'll see in that which is caused by the animal walking and through its natural course of walking causing damage by uh, trampling on something that is, uh, that, is, that is lying on the ground. So, these are all considered avos. We'll see again how it fits into the Mishnah because the Mishnah did not break it up, the Mishnah just said shore on its own. We'll see. So let's see. Let's go through them. Keren Minnalon. Where do we learn Keren as being an Av in the Torah? Where is Keren, the horn, in the Torah? So Mora says like this, the Tanara Bar, we learned in a Braisa. The Pasuk says as follows, Ki Yigach Shor es Ish O Es Isha Vameis. That if an ox is Yigach, we don't know exactly what Yigach means, we're going to have to clarify it, but if it does an act of be of Negicho, it's Yigach, a man or a woman, and they die, so then it says that Sakol Yisakel Ashor you have to stone the animal has to be stoned executed right the Yachel is and you can't eat it alright and and, uh, the, and the, 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 the and the owner the owner has to make restitution but that is referring to the um, that is referring to the damage of of, of Karen now, how do we know it's referring to Karen? So we have to show proof that the definition of the word kiyigach is specifically talking about what type of damage? Using the horn. That's what we're going to try to bring Psukim for now. Now, Sigmar says like this, Now, ain't a gicha Karen. Now, how do we know that? Shenemar, because the Pasuk says like this. Now, this is referring to a Pasuk in, uh, in Malachim. What happened in Malachim is that the uh, there were the, the already uh, Eretz Yisrael had been divided into two kingdoms. There was the Malchus of uh, Yisrael, and there was the Malchus of uh, Yehuda. Now I, I, I remember the kings involved. I think it was Yoshafat was one of the kings. And, <coughs> what's that? It was, was the king of Yehuda was a tzaddik, and there was uh, was Yehoram. Who was the other one? Uh, Achav, Achav is the father. Achav was the king of, of, of Yisroel, and Achav was trying to... No, Achav was the king of Yisroel? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Achav was trying to get Yoshafat, the king of Yehuda, to join him in battle against Aram. Aram, they were afraid that Aram was going to attack and he was trying to convince him that you need to join, that Yisrael, Yehuda should get, Melech Yehuda should join Melech Yisrael in forming a joint army to go and defend themselves against the, uh, against, uh, Aram. So what he did was, what, what this, uh, Achav did is he bought 400 Nevi'e Sheker. 
400 false prophets that prophesy on the success of this the battle that's going to occur. And one of them, one of the false prophets, whose name was Sitkiya ben Kenana. What this Sitkiya ben Kenana did was he, he forged metal horns. He forged metal horns and basically he said that this is a message from God that the same way as these horns uh, will... will uh, well, that, that, that these horns can gore. With these horns, we will gore. We will gore the kingdom of Aram. Now, the point we're making is that, that the the terminology that's used over there is tenagach, a lotion of nagicha, and the symbol that's being used are horns. So we see from that pasuk in Malachim that when the Torah uses the word yigach, it's referring to usage of horns. That's the point that's being made over there. So it says as follows. So it says like this, He made these horns made out of metal. By Yomer, and he said, So says Hashem, With these horns you will gore the nation of Aram. That's one proof. The Omer, and as a second proof, in the bracha that is given in uh, by Moshe Rabbeinu to the tribe of Yosef, it's talking about the Malchus that will come out from Yosef. It says, Bechor Shoro Hadar Lo, that the, uh, my, like the firstborn of the ox, majesty belongs to him. Vekarne Reim Karnov, and the horns of the Reim, Reim was a very majestical uh, animal with, with very elaborate horns, and the horns of the Reim are his horns. Bahem Amim Yenagach, and with these horns, he will gore the nations around him, the, nation, the nations that, that try and harm him. But again, we see the point is that the verb associated with the horns is what? Yignagach, yeah. yigach. So therefore, goring and horns go together. So in the Torah, when it says, ki yigach shor ish, uh, when, uh, when, when the, when the, uh, uh, when, when Kiyagach Shar is Ish, when a, an animal will gore a man and kill him, it's referring to the, the, the damage of horns, the damage of Karen. Alright. Now, the Gemara wants to know, Maiva Omer, why did you need to psukim? We already had, it seems to be, a very good proof from the, the posse that was brought down by, uh, by Yoshafat and, 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 uh, in, 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 uh, what's his name, uh, in Malachim over there by Achav and Shoyer. So why do you have to bring the posse by the brocha of Yosef? As you said, because, Maybe because you cannot learn out halacha from Divrei Kabbalah. You cannot learn out from Nevi'im and Ksuvim. We don't define or bring halacha and learn from this. So maybe you'll say you can't bring a raya from there. That's why I want to bring a raya from Sefer Devarim, which is from the Torah. So therefore, maybe you'll tell me that for halachas of Torah, you don't bring rayas from the Vim. Toshima, that you bring a raya from the Torah. It says, You bring the second posseg, which comes from Devarim. Says the Gemara, so the high Melafumer said, That's not a problem. You only can't learn actual halacha from Nevi'im. 
But we're not learning halacha. We're just trying to figure out what the word means, a definition of the word. So, is this actually trying to learn out halacha? Gila milsa ba'almahu. It's only a gila milsa. Gila milsa means it's just a definition. A definition of a word is not learning out halacha. It's just how the, the Torah or the Navi uses words. So, why couldn't you learn out that nagicha means keren, even if you're bringing it from Navi? Sigmar says, you're right. Someone says that that would not appear, that's not a problem. Ella, Maudusema, you might have thought as follows. Now, bear with me, I'm going to explain this outside and then we'll read it inside. What the is going to say, the reason why we need to bring a raya from Karna Reyim Karnov, that with the horns of, of, of the, the horns of the Reyim animal are his horns and he, and he gores, you see goring thin, you can't bring a raya because like this. We know in the Parsha, in the Torah, that we're defining as Keren, there's actually two, two, two uh, divergent halachas. Sometimes with Keren you pay full damages, and sometimes with Keren you pay chatzinezik, you pay half damages. What's the difference? So if the animal is a muad, three times you were warned, and the animal did it, then you pay full damages. Up to three times, you only pay chatzinezek. So we see that distinction. Now, you might have made a mistake. If you only, your only raya that when it says kiyigach is being brought, it's a little bit of a far-fetched point, but it's, uh, it's being brought from the parsha, from, from safe, safe, uh, by, from, from safe malachim, from the navi, I would have said as follows. In malachim, the horns are not talking about horns that are attached to an animal. Right? What are we talking about? We're talking about a person made horns out of metal and he showed how we're gonna, we're gonna gore the nation of Aram with these horns. So you might have argued as follows. You might have said that when is there a din of Chatzinezek with horns? When the goring is happening similar to the case in Malachim. Maybe that's referring to where the horns of an animal have become detached. And the animal grabs the horns with its teeth and gores in such a manner, maybe only then it's chatzinezek. Why? Because that is something that is very, very uncommon. And something that's very uncommon to happen, maybe there we're not going to make you pay the full amount. But for an animal to gore with horns that are attached to its head, which is much more common than automatically for such a goring, what we would say is... Nezek Shalom, you pay the full amount. Means if the raya of what goring is defined as is from Sefer Malachim, I would have thought that that's when you're Chayav Chatzin Nezek, when it's not attached to the animal's head. So comes along the Pasuk in Sefer Devarim, and that says that the words Kiyigach, goring, is referring to even when it's attached to the animals that could is talking about when it, it's attached on the head of the Re'eim. It's on the Re'eim's head. So you see that Negich is referring to that even when it is attached on the animal's head. And if you're talking about even when it attaches on the animal's head, then you see the distinction between Muad and Tam has nothing to do with whether the horns are attached to the animal's head or not attached to the animal's head. That's why I don't want to rely only on the Psukim of Navi. I want to... Uh, rely on... Uh, I'll bring another post. When you're doing this and you have to go back and say, well, why did we then even bother bringing the Pesukim from Navi? Okay, that's not for now. So it says the Gemara like this. So it says the Gemara... 
that you're right. It, uh, it, that that as to the first answer is not a good answer because we're not trying to bring halacha from there. We're just trying to define the word. So when says Ella, Maud the same, you might have thought to say that in the parsha of Karen, when we make the distinction between a tam and a muad, you might have thought hanimili betlusha. Maybe that's only the distinction that you get a break. That it's chatzinezik is only if it's disconnected, like the the case of the goring that we find in Malachim. Aval b'mechuberes, but if the, the the horn is attached to the animal's head, aimakula muedasi, that's always called muat, and that would always be full damage. Is toshema. That's why we need the second pasuk, bechor shara hadarlo, that under all circumstances there's a difference between chatzinezik and nezik sholem, even when it's attached to the animal's head. Okay, so we've defined the the av of 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 Karen is learned from the pasuk of a kiyikach shor as ish or as isha. Told the Karen mahi, what would be the subcategories that are learned out from Karen? So one says subcategories would be nagifa. Nagifa is a body slam that the animal doesn't hit with its horns, but it gives a zets using its body. That would be a subcategory of Karen. Neshicha, biting, is a subcategory of Karen. The Gemara is going to ask in a few lines, why would that be from Karen? Why would that not be Shane? How do you make it? So we're going to see a, a distinction between Karen and Shane, and Neshicha would fall under Karen and not fall under Shane. Revitza, Revitza is that the animal... Uh, sits sits down with with force like squats down and causes damage. Beita is kicking. The animal kicks something and causes damage with the intent to damage. That also falls under Karen. The Gemara is also going to ask why would Beita be under um, Karen? Why is it not under uh, Regal? We'll see as well. So all right. So says the Gemara like this. So we have the Av Malacha is called Karen. And what examples of the Tolda? Nagifa, Neshicha, Revitza, Beita. Frek de Gemara. Maishna Nagicha de Karile Av. Why are you calling Nagicha, why are you calling Nagicha the Av Melocha? Right? Dechsev ki Yigach. Because the Pasuk says Yigach, and we already said that Yigach means with the horns. So therefore the Av Melocha of Karen is 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 called a Nagicha, is with going with the horns. Says the Gemara, we find Nagifa. Nagifa is also written in the Psukim. The Pasuk says, Ki yigov shor ish as shor eyu. That the Lashon of Nagifa, what we'll see in a moment, what Nagifa means in the Torah. But if you're telling me, we understand how Nagifa means that it, it, it doesn't use the horns, but it slams with its body. The Pasuk says, Ki yigov shor ish as shor eyu. Vameis, umacharo umachru es hashor achai, vachotzu es chaspo. So you say, so what makes you say that Nagicha is the af, uh, the av malacha, and Nagifa is the tolda, there is a, 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 a damage in the Torah by ox, which it says, Kiyigof, which is Nagifa. So why wouldn't the Gifa also be called an av? Alright, everybody, you have a question. Right? So Moses is like this, the Chaira, the Gifa, Namiksiv, Kiyigof. So Moses is going to argue as following, follows. There's a difference when the Torah uses the word kiyigof, and there's a difference when the Chachamim use the word Nagifuk. What's the difference? When the Torah uses yigov, it means pushing with the horns. So it is really 
it's really a negicha. It's not referring to with its body. When we said over here that negifa is a tolda, we're not talking about pushing with the horns. We're talking about actually pushing or slamming with the body. So basically what we're saying is, and we're going to have to prove it, but what we're saying is that when the Torah says, ki yigov shor is, shor eyu, the yigov over there does not mean it never used at horns. It's over there, it's also a type of negicha. It's pushed with the horns, so it is using horns as well. So that's why it's still under Karen. When we said that Nagifa is not an Av, but it's a Toldor, it's not referring to the Nagifa of the Torah. It's the Nagifa of the Chachamim, which means not using its horns, but it means using its body. So says the Gemara, Hai Nagifa, the Nagifa that's mentioned in the poster that says Kiyigov is Nagichahi, is actually another form of Nagicha. It's actually using the horns. How do we know that? That's a big chiddush. That the pasuk says ki and you're saying it means with the horns. The sanya, because we learned in the part in the brisa, the, the brisa asks the question. If you look at that pasuk that's in Shmos, it starts off. It says ki yigov shor is as is a shor The pasuk says. Uh, so it says, if it was found out that this was a Shor Nagach from before, so then you have to pay Nezek Shalem. So it starts off saying, Ki Yigof, and then it says, and if you find out there was a Shor Nagach, so then it changes to the words, Nagicha. Why do you start using the word Yigof and then switch to the K, to the terminology of Nagicha? So, Pasach ben Nagifa, it starts off using the word Nagifa and then it switches, it concludes the word Nagicha. To teach me that really it's interchangeable. In the Pasuk, Nagicha and Nagifa have the same status, have the same halachas. Because it's talking about using the horns. That is the Av Malacha, and when Nagifa is mentioned in the Torah, it's also pushing with the horns. Not the same as the Nagifa mentioned in the Brisa. The Nagifa mentioned in the Brisa, which is a tolda, is the body. Now, Maishno Gabe Adam. Now, the one wants to know, why is it when it talks about the ox goring and a person, it uses the word Kiyigach? And why is it when it talks about an ox goring another ox, it uses the lotion of Kiyigoth? Why is it using the gifa of, if they're both are using the horns, why is it changed the terminology by the animal? By the man, to the, and, and, and makes a distinction between the, by the man and the distinction by the animal. So again, so Maishna Gabi Behema Dechsev Ki Yigov, Maishna Ba'adam Dechsev Ki Yigach, and Maishna Gabi Behema Dechsev Ki Yigov. So one is going to answer like this. Let me explain as follows. They're both using the horns. Yigach is using the horns and Yigof is using the horns. But there is a little bit of a difference in the amount of intent. To, to gore a person, a person generally is someone that, that understands what's about to happen and will get out of the way. So, in order for an animal to gore a person, it needs to have a much greater level of intent to want to damage. That's, that's yigach. Yigach with the horns implies much more pre-meditation uh, on the act. An animal, an animal, what does an animal understand? So an animal, you just, you can just bump with your, you don't have to like run up and smash, you can just use, you bump because an animal doesn't get out of the way. So yigoth is with much less 
premeditation. It's still a premeditated act, but the level of premeditation for goring a person is much greater than the level of premeditation that an animal has to have for goring another animal. So when it's talking about goring a person with the horns, and yours yigach, the yigach shows that it had to have much more, a higher level of kavana to damage. Whereas yigov, which is just like, means bumping or pushing, does it with, it's still with the horns, but it means that it didn't have as high a level of meditation. It's still under Karen, and they're interchangeable in terms of the effects. They're both, they're both of, they're both the of of Karen, but that's why it uses yigach by a man and uses yigov by an animal. Right? Everybody with me so far? So why is it like this? So Adam the Ishle Mazla, a person that has a mazel. A mazel means he has a malach watching him, means that he understands, he knows what's going to happen, He's get, he, he, he knows how to protect himself. So Kiv Kiyigach. The animal has to be a Kiyigach to damage a person. Behemoth the Ishle Mazla, an animal has no das. An animal is, it doesn't have a way of knowing that it needs to protect itself. So there to damage another animal, it's just with a bump, with a push to damage him, you don't have to have as much premeditation. Ksiv Kiyigach. And we're Milsa Agav Urcha Kamash Malan. And the Torah, by doing this, is teaching us another subtle halacha. In an indir- in indirect way, we're learning another subtle halacha. The halacha is as follows. Is if a person, if an animal is shown three times that it's premeditated to gore a human being, then it's automatically also considered a muad by an animal. Because it requires a higher level of Kavana, a high level of premeditation to attack a human. So if an animal is already shown that it's predisposed and it has the intent, the viciousness to attack a human, Kalvachomer, it'll become muad for an animal. But if an animal only became a muad because it gored another animal three times, it's not necessarily considered to be a muad for human beings. And that's what we learn out from the subtlety and the difference of yigach when it uses yigach by a human as opposed to yigof by an animal. So kamash malan. So in, in, uh, indirectly we're learning another thing along the way is that that teaches us the muad la adam. If an animal has become a muad already concerning a human being, have a muad la behema is already muad for a hum, for an animal. But muad la behema. But if an animal is only gored an another animal three times and it's a muad nezek shalom gabe an animal lo have a muad la adam because it has not shown the higher level of premeditation that is necessary for damaging another human being. So basically, we're saying right now is that, that Nagicha and the Torah is the same thing in terms of Karen as Nagifa, and Karen is the Tolda. So, uh, is, I'm sorry, Karen is the Av. What do we say a Tolda? It was Nashicha. Biding, we said, was a Tolda of what? Karen. Tolda, we said, Nashikh was a told of Karen. So when I ask the question, why would Nashikh not be the told of Shane? Now we do the case of Shane in the Torah. What's the case of Shane? Is when an animal goes into someone else's field, and and consumed his crops. But if you're talking about using its teeth in a, in a damaging way, and you talk about biting, I would rather classify biting under the category of Shane and not under the category of Karen. 
Sumaya says, Loi. No. What makes something under the category of Shane is Yesh Hanola Hezeka. Is that the animal is not doing it because it wants to be an, a malicious act. The animal is doing it because it's trying to gratify itself. It's okay. for self-gratification. And therefore, biting is not an act of gratification. When an animal bites, what is the person, reason why it's biting? Damage. It wants yeah. to cause damage. Therefore, it's much more similar to Karen and that's why Shane is under the category of Karen so very important because we're going to have these as far as all the way through the parak is that Karen therefore is Kavanosola Hazik Karen is premeditative strike to cause damage therefore Neshicha falls under that Shane is because it's 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 Hano it's uh, it's doing it for pleasure. So we, so right. So we'll see. For example, if an animal's got an itch and it goes over to a wall and scratches its back on it and knocks over the wall, lechore would fall. Would seem to be that it should fall under shame because it's doing it for its gratification, not under under uh, 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 not under care. But, but, uh, so that shame is that there's pleasure to the, to the animal that's damaging, gratification to the animal damaging. But ha, when it bites, it's not doing it to get pleasure, it's doing it as a, as a, a malicious act which falls under Karen. Revitsa ubeita, squatting on or or or, sta- or, or, or trampling or kicking lechora told the rego. Why is that falling under Karen? Lechora using its, its either its, its rear or its legs to cause damage. Would that not be part of regal? Why is that part of Karen? Right? It's as far as removed from the horn as you can get. So why is it Karen? Sigmora says. No, the reason is not, is like this. What defines something as regal, regal is damage that is caused when the animal walks in its normal manner. So damage that is caused, that, it, uh, that it's, 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 it's something that happens with, it's matsui, it's the common damages associated with the walking of an animal. So when an animal walks, it doesn't intend to trample or it doesn't intend to knock, to knock something off. If, if something is happening in the norm, then it's under rego. But when the animal goes bedafka on purpose and it stomps on something or it sits on something, that's kavanosa lahazik, that doesn't fall under rego. That falls under karen, which is why it's in the classification of karen. So when it says like this, uh, low. Regal hezeka motzu. That's the common damage that happens in the walking, natural walking of the animal. Honey, in these cases of revitsa and beita, aim hezeka motzu. That's not common. It's not common that an animal is going to get upset and sit on something or stomp on something. That's not part of its normal act of walking. So therefore, that does not fall under regal. That falls under karen. So Mara says like this. So, uh, so, but, but what we've shown over here, uh, that these are, that we started over with, with Karen, and we showed the told us of Karen. So Ella told us, say in love, Kiyotza Ben, Papa Hai. So when Papa made the statement that their cases by Nezek, where the told us are not similar to the Avos, what was he referring to? Now, Elam Ahani, now if he's talking about Karen, and the told us that we gave with Karen, Lechorah, that wouldn't fit what things 
things that are not uh, are not the same status as the Av. The Torah is not like the Av. Why? Because Maish no Karen. Because why? Can, what's the difference between Karen? What is the focus of Karen? When are you liable for Karen? The Kavanosah If the animal has intent to damage, Umaman Alecho, and therefore your property or and your safeguards are on you. Whether it's your animal, uh, that, that it's your animal that's doing it, you have it's your property. You have to safeguard that this animal doesn't cause the damage where where animal has intent to damage. So the chard makes no difference then if it's using its horns to do that. Makes no difference if it's using its teeth to do that. Makes no difference if it's using its legs to do that. You are responsible for safeguarding if the animal doesn't do it. So therefore, so it, so if, if the av of Karen is kavanos lahazik, so haninami the toldos of Karen where it's kavanos. It should also be your property and your reliability is uh, is on you to make sure that it doesn't happen. So there doesn't seem to be a reason to make a distinction between the Av of Karen and the Toldos of Karen. In all cases, it should be Nezek, the full level of Nezek, whatever the dinim of Nezek are. Whether it's Chatsi Nezek for the first three times, the <coughs> Nezek Sholem, past that time, all the, they should all have the same dinim. So Ella, so it must be when we, so therefore, Tolda the Karen is, is like Karen. That fits the ones where the Tolda is the same as the Av. What must be the cases where the Tolda is not the same as the Av? So Kikamara Papa must be going on Shen and on Regal. And tomorrow we'll go into Shen and Regal and see if that is true or not. Shalom, have a good day.